What I wanted to talk about in this conversation is how we should be thinking about strength training from a fat loss standpoint, as well as really parlaying that into why it's so important for us to be thinking and how we should be thinking about strength training from a longevity and long-term health standpoint, especially as compared to what the conventional mindset is. Welcome to the show where we help you make smart nutrition simple. If you want proven nutrition strategies to help you build a better body and create the energy to show up for your family without overly restrictive and unrealistic dieting, then you're in the right place. Make sure to subscribe and enjoy this episode. Dan, you know, you're relatively new to the coaching staff, and I think that there's a good amount of our community members who don't actually know who you are. So why don't we just start with a quick little introduction of who is Dr. Dan Dodd? It's a very loaded question, Ben. Thanks for starting off with that one. <laughs> uh, well, so I, I keep it short, but uh, I'm originally from uh, Perth in Western Australia. And I weird way, I, I came over to the US in 96 as an exchange student and, and uh, came here to Illinois, weirdly enough. And then you know, enjoyed uh, uh, the U.S. and enjoyed the the customs and and uh, you know whatnot. Went back home and finished my undergraduate degree. And and as I was sort of going through the profession and start working in the profession, I realized like I wanted to get uh, uh, a higher education. So then I applied to uh, Arizona State and then uh, ended up getting accepted there. Uh, went over and did my uh, graduate degrees there. Started off with my masters where you and I connected and and. Uh, became roommates and uh, created many a story. <laughs> um, <laughs> that shall not be shared here. Never, never <laughs> the light of day. Um, <laughs> uh, and then stayed on, did my PhD with uh, at Arizona State and then moved to uh, Illinois to then uh, continue the profession. And, and uh, during that time of, of sort of being in Illinois, I, I started a, a business for, uh, ended up having the business for six years. I sold it last year. And uh, during that time, which was starting to coach with clients, and you and I connected and, and uh, had many a conversation, and then was pleased to to go ahead and join uh, with BSL, and it's been a fantastic move uh, ever since. So, love the yeah. philosophy, love the support, love the team, love the environment, love the clients. Well, we're thrilled to have you, and you know, I mean, you just bring so much to the table with your experience and to say nothing of your personality. And obviously you're just a great dude and, and we're obviously good friends. And so um, it's it's great having the opportunity to work together and to be able to frankly share your expertise with our, our community here. Just your, your background in terms of having real world experience in multiple facets of health and fitness and actually still being a teacher in academia in and of itself is huge. Having worked with clients in multiple facets in the past between you know, the research lab as well as in the gym is huge. And and then, of course, just having the scientific background as well, I think really brings a, a considerable amount to the table. So I know that all of our clients that work with you are ecstatic to be able to experience that on a day-to-day -day basis. Now, one of the things that I wanted us to discuss on this call is is really leveraging some of that scientific process as well as the anecdotal experience and what we understand specifically around strength training. Now, like you said, we were fortunate enough to get our master's degrees together, to live together and to study under the same tutelage during that time, which was a, a really cool time in the field of strength and conditioning and, and, and sport performance. 
And so much has stemmed from some of the research that came about by some of our colleagues during that time and some of our colleagues that are continuing to do some really, really important research in the in the field of strength and conditioning, but not related to sport, really related to more longevity right. and health. And so what I wanted to talk about um, in this conversation is just generally speaking around how we should be thinking about strength training from a fat loss standpoint, as well as really parlaying that into why it's so important for us to be thinking and how we should be thinking about strength training from a longevity and long-term health standpoint, especially as compared to what what the conventional mindset is, Dan, right? Around exercise for most people lends itself to like, did I get hot and sweaty you know, did I jump around? Did it feel hard? And, you know, what other metrics do they have to go by when we know very scientifically that strength training needs to be about other parameters? So let's jump into just like why strength training is so important from a fat loss standpoint. Well, I'm going to start with just sort of going back to when we sort of talked about how much we learned with Arizona State and the the colleagues that we were in. Probably one of the biggest things that sort of started and kicked off a lot was just using the term like dose response. You know, when we use the word dose response from a medication standpoint, it's easy to know, okay, take two pills, headache will go away in a half hour or so. And, and knowing, and if we take 10 pills, well, we're going to overdose and, and, and it's going to be a problematic or we don't take any, we're not going to get a result, right? And having that same sort of implication to uh, the effect of resistance training of knowing like if we do a certain dose of resistance training, we're going to have an output or an outcome associated with that. If we don't do enough, we're not going to have a, an adaptation or create a response. If we do too much, well, we're going to lead to, to an injury of some kind. And I, I think when we, when we look and preface that in towards uh, you know, fat loss, it's the same sort of outcome. And, and as I've sort of been working with clients over the years, and, and you see this as well, I think the biggest thing that, that is missed often with clients is still thinking that uh, resistance training is all about getting bigger. You know, and it just has that sort of commonality of like, okay, if I'm going to lift all of a sudden, I'm going to end up, you know, getting bigger and I'm going to turn into something that I don't like to look at or, mm. or, or whatever the case may be. Instead of looking at it from a physiological benefit standpoint, along, you know, talk about longevity, you talk about like glucose tolerance, you talk about uh, right. bone health, you talk about work and output and, and ease of movement. You know, I have a client that's, you know, 70 years of age and, and just the, the ability to actually just get up out of a chair is improved by the advent of doing resistance training. I mean, that in and of itself- Quality of life, yeah. Is amazing, you know, just right. by, and, and this is, you know, in this instance, it's not somebody that's going out and all of a sudden lifting, you know, thousands of pounds of weight. It's just about trying to move in a way to get a little bit stronger to then do things a little easier. Um, right. And by virtue of doing that, your body's going to then- grow a little bit of tissue, activate a little bit of muscle tissue, and then it's going to have the residual carryover of using more fat as a fuel source um, and obviously increasing metabolic efficiency as well. And by virtue of doing that consistently, then we get an increase in fat loss. Yeah. And it's definitely a mindset shift for people because, you know, what I heard you say is really, you know, the strength training process, when we think about strength training, and I think a lot of people have this, there's this stigma associated with, I don't want to get big. I don't want to get bulky. And listen, you know, physiologically speaking, like if only it were that easy, right? All of the bros in the gym would be absolutely jacked. And it's simply not the case. It really does take a certain dose response and a level of progressive overload and consistency 
and genetics to be able to do that in any reasonable fashion. And no one ever got jacked by doing, you know, minimal strength training. And so really what it needs to come back to is, well, let's help people understand what the muscle mass is really going to do for them as you were alluding to. And it's so, okay, if I don't have to worry about getting bulky, right? Right. We understand that muscle mass is not going to take up as much fat mass. So you could very well be gaining muscle mass. You could be losing fat mass. And despite the fact that weight might be staying the same, you actually are becoming a smaller person. However, you're becoming more tone, your clothes are fitting better. Aesthetically, you're looking better, you know, to say nothing about the functionality of that muscle tissue, how it's, how it's leveraging energy, all of those types of things. And so, you know, what we work to help people understand is the only way for you to facilitate this dose response is through some aspect of progressive overload. Yes. Right. And so yes. let's talk a little bit to progressive overload, like what that means in layman's terms, how we apply that from a conventional strength training standpoint. And then I think why the way that we apply that is different than the conventional wisdom around exercise. Think Orange Theory, F45, even CrossFit, or, or just you know running as an example, just, just basic right. cardiovascular training. Well, and, you know, to that point, as far as like why progressive overload is so important is because we're taking somebody from their current state and, and, and supplying a, a, a greater stimulus onto that body to create a, a response. And, and obviously, if done well and done structured, then you're going to provide it in a safe environment where they're going to get the change that's desirable for the outcome. If we're talking about fat loss, as an example, we want to make sure that we're progressing that individual through a pattern where they're getting small increases gradually consistent small increase in lean tissue that's going to facilitate that versus, you know, somebody like, uh, you know, CrossFit or Orange Theory, things like that. Uh, don't get me wrong, there's a, there's a place for that, but they're not specifically looking at that template of a structured progressive overload system for that person to get the changes that they're desirable for over the long term. And looking, if, if you did a, a 10 weeks of, of a structured group fitness class as an example, without that aim of having the progressive overload, that person may not change much. They're going to change probably a little bit, but probably not as much as, as maybe having, an op, having a structured program designed specifically for that. You're going to get an optimal change. And that's really what we're talking about as far as like, if you're going to put the effort in, why not put the effort in that's going to give you a big output, right? right. A big outcome. And that's going to lead to, to, to better implications down the road than just Yes, hey, I'm burning some calories today. I'm going for a 30-minute run, but it may not be really eliciting the, the desired change that you really want. You know, if, if you're talking to somebody and they're like, yeah, I want to lose some fat, well, great. Okay, yeah, you can run, but ultimately long-term, and we've seen this, resistance training is going to be a far better and a far greater style modality of exercise than, than just running. And, and also all the other benefits associated with it, right? It's, I mean, the research is really supporting that right now, that resistance training across all facets of disease prevention and, and disease treatment is, is by and large very, very favorable. Yeah. I mean, we're seeing very clearly that muscle, that, that there's so much power in having more muscle mass. And, and it's not even having more muscle mass. It's even just maintaining the muscle mass that you have to begin with because right. the sad reality right is that usually after the age of 30 and i would argue that it's it's progressively um starting even earlier or, or you know 
people are not even building muscle mass to begin with because physical activity levels are non-existent. But really what we see in the research as of now is that after the age of 30, muscle mass consistently reduces year after year. And so what that tells us is that people are losing muscle mass, yet weight typically increases year after year, at least up until the age of 60 or so, where it seems to like plateau a little bit. And so it's what that's telling us is we're losing muscle mass, we're gaining considerable body fat, and we're essentially the fat mass is, is replacing whatever lean muscle tissue we had. And that's very, very problematic because not only is fat tissue negatively, you know, metabolically active tissue, but we're obviously losing the muscle mass, which in and of itself is also very powerful and positive metabolic tissue for some of the signaling things that you talked about, like hormonal control, blood sugar regulation, energy and production from the mitochondria, brain health. And so there's so much value in, in us maintaining, if not building more of this metabolically, we'll call it efficient tissue yeah. for lack of a better term, uh, because it has such, such profound uh, positive impacts in the body and figuring out ways to be able to do that. And I'll pause there for a sec. I'll let you chime in if there's something that you want to uh, add to that. Well, I, th I think you, you mentioned the, the, the word efficiency. I think just in terms of this system being more efficient, if, if you're, you know, uh, to, to use your point, let's say you weigh 160 pounds and you know, you've got X amount of lean tissue and you maintain that lean tissue, but you've, by virtue of doing your training and dietary, and all of a sudden you change to 150 pounds. Well, that 10 pound difference from a fat loss standpoint, even maintain that lean tissue, you are now a more efficient individual uh, collectively, uh, pound for pound, however you want to right. uh, spin it, you're just much more efficient system. So I look at, and, and I look at the impact of resistance training and increases or activation of muscle in, in a, a little bit of a different way in terms of just the, the the output. If you're if you're able to activate your muscles to such a to a way and, and regularly, then all of a sudden you can produce more work on a collective basis. Think about how much you're, you know, we talk in our, our uh, um, with our clients and our coaching calls and and just in general of getting you know eight thousand ten thousand steps a day. If like, hey, I'm going for a thirty minute walk. Well, if I got if I'm able to increase my muscle activation and development, that thirty minute walk over time may progress to two miles to two and a half miles to three miles. That's a right. larger amount of work, which then is a larger amount of caloric expenditure, but also after the fact can get you a little bit more, you know, residual metabolic response from that as well. And, and, and people miss that. I, I, I feel in conversations with, in terms of resistance training and just that efficiency or that output standpoint is I don't think a lot of people see the benefits of doing that accumulated work over time and right. that can be where a lot of that fat loss can be stemmed from is that continual work versus just thinking that one episode of the resistance training is going to cause the, the weight loss. It's not the one episode of resistance training that's going to have the direct correlation. It's going to be that continual. Compounded over time. Exactly. Yeah. And, and yeah. that's where the output really takes off. Yeah. And that's a good way of thinking about it is the compounding interest on having and building lean muscle tissue and supporting existing lean muscle tissue because, um, yeah, you're doing, you can potentially do more work for the same amount of time, but also right. the more muscle tissue, the more surface area that takes up, the yeah. more uh, insulin sensitive. So the more signals that we can get to, to leverage blood sugar effectively right. and better manage blood sugar. 
and and all of that contributes to fat loss. And so it's a, it's definitely a shift in thinking away from calorie burning, right? Because that's not the way that we want to be thinking about weight loss, especially in the forms of exercise, right? Because we know very clearly like exercise is not a good weight loss tool. And you mentioned, you know, if I'm going to go out for a 30 minute run, how many calories I'm going to burn versus perhaps 30 minutes of strength training, it doesn't matter because right. like you stipulated, it's really about the compounding effects. Like we're going to burn a certain amount of calories during running and that's it. Like we might, of course, we'll improve our cardiorespiratory fitness and, and that might apply in other ways relative to our goals. But the, right. but the, from a fat loss standpoint is we're just burning the calories. That's it. But from a strength training standpoint is, yeah, we're actually setting the stage for better hormone production, more lean muscle tissue, better blood sugar regulation, all of those types of things. And so that's why we really want to emphasize uh, the shift in the thought process from what do I need to do to burn the most calories and get away from leveraging you know, the devices to say, well, I burned five, I burned 500 calories in my boot camp class. Therefore, I get to indulge on these things. Unfortunately, that's not how the body works. And instead, just acknowledge like I'm exercising because it's good for me. I'm exercising because it makes me feel good. I'm exercising for the compound benefits of the lean muscle tissue that we're working to develop. And therefore, the fat loss that that's going to contribute to versus how many calories can I burn, right? Exactly, yep. Hey friends, quick pause in this episode for an exciting announcement. I'm thrilled to let you know that we've officially partnered with Fullscript to create our own very high-end quality supplement store. Fullscript is the number one online dispensary for professional-grade supplements. And while we do have our own small retail shop for our Complete Essentials training formula, we're often asked for recommendations when it comes to products outside of those that we carry. Now, as you probably have realized, the internet is the wild west when it comes to supplements, and it's tough to find many of the best products from a reliable source and at an affordable price. I've heard many stories of people ordering something off Amazon and receive something completely different in the bottle, which can actually be quite dangerous when it comes to nutritional supplements. And so in the BSL Nutrition Fullscript Dispensary, we've hand-selected a few dozen of our personal favorites, and we've broken them into easily searchable categories, including Ben's favorites. Now, the best part of this situation is that due to the buying power of groups, we're able to get you a 15% off retail pricing on the entire catalog of professional products in our shop. These are brands like Designs for Health, Biotics, Research, Biobotanical Research, Microbiome Labs, Seeking Health, and more. So just click on the Join BSL Nutrition Supplement Shop in the show notes to create your free account and place your first order. Orders over $50 receive free shipping on top of our 15% discount on everything. And just so you know, the criteria we use to determine what went into the shop is, is the product something we would recommend and or take ourselves and give to our kids? Is the product of the highest quality? And can we provide a lower cost than is available anywhere else on the web? Now, we sincerely hope this helps you save money and acquire the highest quality products for you and your family. And let's get back to the show. And, and you know, let's not forget self-efficacy, right? There's, there's a large part to that that, uh, you know, I could go running and, and, you know, my shape might not change uh, too much at all. But all of a sudden, I, I start doing some resistance training. 
maybe there's some definition that starts to appear, in, you know, especially as we get a little bit leaner and maybe some increases in activation of that. That's a, that's a reinforcement for a lot of people torso. You know, we can talk that, yeah, there's a definitely, and we know the profound fat loss and, and uh, metabolic effect, but there's also a psychological contribution to feeling better, looking better and, and seeing ourselves, getting people commenting on us. And, and not that it's all about that, but there is a part of, of uh, the journey that encompasses that and people relate to. And I think that's a very appreciative side of, of uh, including the resistance training into, into their daily, weekly uh, scenario as well. Well, the reality, and you're 100% right, but the reality is this is how you change your body composition. And you know, when our clients understand and when people understand, it's like, listen, the way we burn body fat and the way we lose weight is by going into a calorie deficit. Like, There's no arguing that. However, we have to be very, very cognizant of as we are losing, quote unquote, weight, that we're not just losing body fat. Like yeah. we're we're losing muscle mass in the process, right? And one of the problems that so many people and our clients included find themselves in is that they've yo-yoed so many times. And what happens is, of course, they lose 10 or 20 or 30 or more pounds through some restrictive dieting and perhaps overly aggressive exercise routine. And then what happens? They gain it back. But because they've lost it aggressively, because they haven't been strength training through the process, or they've simply been doing some sort of boot camp style, let's just burn calorie type of class. And I'm not going to, you know, I'll be very forthcoming and saying these are not my favorite ways for people to be successful long-term. Like you said, maybe in a 10-week period for someone who's untrained, they can jump in F45 and get great results. But long-term, there's no progressive overload and there's going to be stagnancy without question. You're just not going to progress anymore. And so then understanding, okay, well, through that 30 pound weight loss, I lost maybe, and you've seen this in your DEXA scans, and we've talked about this in a presentation yeah. before, but clients are losing half of that weight in muscle mass. So what happens when that weight comes back? They, they've not, lost 15 well, pounds yeah, of muscle and they've gained that 15 pounds of fat back. So now they've got 30 yeah. pounds of fat, whereas they only had 15 pounds that they lost in the first place. And this puts us in a more metabolically disadvantageous position. And then think about how many times that happens. And it lends itself to how we're consistently losing muscle mass as we age to say nothing of this yo-yo dieting process, right? Um, Which is all the more reason why we have to take the approach of one slow and steady dieting practices that are also complemented by progressive overload uh, strength training through conventional strength training techniques, which is what we implement and what we've studied our entire careers over the past 20 years. I just think that's such a a profound element for people to make the transition between it's about burning calories to it's about supporting as much muscle mass and building as much muscle mass as we can. Yeah. And we know like on the backside with an injured individual, right? You start putting somebody in a cast and 12 weeks later, you take the cast off and you see you know, that, that person has a an atrophy to the muscle. And then all of a sudden they have to train that muscle back up just back to normal. So there's a time right. that's associated with going through that progressive overload to get that arm back into the the opposite level, right? And that's, you know, so think about that even from the your your example of losing that muscle tissue. Oftentimes those individuals may not be at partaking in a resistance training program at the same time too. So now they lose that muscle. So not only do they have to regain that muscle back to their previous states, but now try to 
you know, increase from there. And that, and that takes time. And, and you know how long it takes to develop lean tissue. And it, and it takes a lot quicker to lose lean tissue than it does to, right. to develop it um, through methods like that. So why put yourself through that, that, that time delay, right? And, and, you know, when we talk with clients, oftentimes, you know, the beauty of our coaching program is to, to decrease the time it takes to, to achieve some of those results because we get to work through some of those you know, uh, habits and, and all these different things. And we shorten that time period. Not, not to say that we, we're looking for quick results. It's just we can move through those, uh, those obstacles a little bit quicker and it can decrease the overall time. So something that may take two years may only take a year to get to, right? And just right. because you know, we're, we're navigating that, if somebody does uh, you know, take a step backward, we're there to sort of support them and, and, and help them get back on track a little bit sooner versus when they're left alone, you know, it could be bouncing from one thing, could be bouncing from another thing, could be, you know, all of a sudden that six months have gone past and, you know, that person right. could be spinning their, spinning their heels a little bit, you know? You, you know, the thing that I think is important considering like where we're talking about in this, in this client journey is really that it's just about starting, right? And it, the, the beautiful thing about strength training and providing a certain amount of, of effective stimulus so that the body can adapt is that it's literally as simple as just starting where you are, right? Because right. if you're not currently doing anything, you don't need to go to the gym five days a week and train for an hour and do all of these exercises, right? You could simply start with two days a week for yeah. 20 minutes. In your living room. In your literally. living room, and it could be literally body weight exercises to fatigue, as long as we're we're finding ways to make slow incremental change. Now, I've had clients, right? We all went through this with COVID, where all of a sudden it was like no gyms, all of a sudden in-home workout programs. And I've had clients that had never really done any considerable strength training before start with TRX workouts or and body weight workouts in their house. And we've progressed them over the last couple of years where now they're, now they're in the gym right. training four or five days a week consistently. Yes. And we're doing more advanced training techniques and intensification techniques, but they were getting great results just doing two days a week of TRX workouts because yep. that's what the dose response the dose, is. Right. And yep. I think that's the most important thing for people to acknowledge and, and the beautiful thing is like, you can just start right where you are and you can start to make considerable change today just by creating enough stimulus for your body to adapt. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and that's, it goes to the, to the structure of the programs and how well you can work the, the, the strength training you know, cycle is that you don't have to think that, okay, I've got to go start lifting, put a heavy bar on my back and start squatting and, and doing all these different types of exercise and movements. It, we go back to that dose response and finding out, okay, what is your level? Let's find the dose that brings you just slightly right. above that. And let's continue that and let's overload you progressively. And all of a sudden now we are taking you from, yeah, your living room to the possibility that you can go to the gym and you may, if you want, do some of those exercises. And that's the, and that's really, you know, the way that people need to think about it because it's the way that sticks is like, we want the least restrictive option, right? We want the most effective, the least resistance is what I'm trying to say here. And so it's like, could you go to the gym four days a week and train for an hour? Absolutely. 
but you're not going to get that much more benefit than if you're assuming you're doing nothing than if you right. were to do two days a week and doing two yep. full body workouts. So it's just not necessary. And I think this it, that really carries over to like our mentality around exercise and fitness in general. And we have to be doing all of these ridiculous things and the David Goggins type mentality, which as much as I love it, I still think it can be damaging for people to feel like it has to be this all or nothing type all of approach. Nothing. And yep. instead, yep. slow, steady, consistent. And that's really the way that we try and frame things over the long term. And so the last thing that I want to touch on, because uh, we've talked about kind of strength and, and, and the importance of muscle mass and fat loss, but I, I do just want to do a, some justice to the importance of muscle mass and strength in terms of aging and longevity. And I know we touched on it, but one of our colleagues, Dr. Mark Peterson, who we both had the pleasure of going to grad school with at ASU, or I'll say he had the pleasure of going to grad school with us. <laughs> that's right. That's really. it. That's, that's um, But he's doing some remarkable research in the field at University of Michigan um, for their medical school. It's like, listen, even if you don't give a shit about fat loss, if you care about living a long, healthy, quality life, and doing the things that you want to do, then you better figure out a way to not only maintain muscle mass, but be strong. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you think about, uh, you know, as you get older and, you, and, and you know, especially when you're in your forties and, and uh, you start having those retirement thoughts and retirement questions. I mean, how do you want to live when you get to that point? Do you want to live functionally or do you want to live with, with uh, you know, issues? And, and we can talk about fat loss and, and body composition, things like that, but there's also a functionality to it of being able to move and move well. And then, you know, still have those enjoyment of life. And, and uh, you know, uh, Mark's uh, research is really highlighting that is that it's the, the, the non-use of resistance training in people's life as they get older is really leading to a lot of health issues and, and, and contributing to a lot of health issues where we know, but even by just the inclusion of that on a regular basis is actually having the reverse effect and improving quality of life, improving disease prevention, improving even disease uh, treatment. So some of you know, cancer patients, diabetes, right? The implications of having some resistance training program can uh, handle that really well, if not reverse a lot of those uh, complications. And, you know, again, I'd, I would ask you, I mean, how do you want to live when you're 65, 70, right? You still want to be on ski slopes at 65, 70 right. and- you know, don't, oh, maybe not. You're a snowboarder. So maybe, you know, yeah, I can ski too. I can do it all. <laughs> no, absolutely. And as we get older and I think our audience is definitely in a position where we're looking at kind of the rest of our life and we're looking at setting a great example for our kids. And, and we're all the type of people where we understand and appreciate the need to invest in our long-term health and obviously invest in our financial future, um, our, our financial health and you know our well-being and what have you. And this is really one of those areas where we need to think about consistently investing in. And you know it's like they say the, the best time to plant a tree was 20 years ago. And for, right. for those of us that have been strength training our whole lives, like it's paid dividends in terms of body composition and functionality and quality of life and physique. And, you know, all of those things and people ask, well, how do I get a physique like yours or what do I need to do? Well, you need to get started. And I think the same goes true for how do we want to live a long, healthy, quality life that where we can have an appreciable amount of quality, healthy, lean muscle tissue 
like we said, this very healthy, metabolically active tissue. Well, the best time would have been to start 20 years ago. The second best time is, is definitely to start today to start making those investments, whether the, the goal is fat loss or whether the goal is long-term quality of life. Cause we're just seeing that while people are living longer, the quality of life has gone down considerably. And I know, and I, and we're seeing this with our parents, we're seeing it with loved ones. It's not the, the, what I want for, for my life. You know, bone loss. I mean, we know after the age of, of 30, Right? So think about you know when we we're 30, like we were still thought young and, and uh, we've got plenty of time, we don't have to worry about it. But we are now in a, in a deficit after the age of 30 when it comes to bone replication. Right? We're losing bone. Our bone matures around the age of 30. And after that, we start to be in a, a deficit, even though a minor deficit. But that can accelerate as we get older if we're not active, if we're smoking, if we're you know, drinking copious amounts of alcohol and, and uh, you know, you name it. Plus, there may be some genetic factors in there. There's a differences between males and females. But we know that that's a deficit that's going to happen from 30 on to the rest of our life. The issue is that we also know how to slow that down. And resistance training is one of the best uh, practices that can slow down rates of bone loss to the point that if you think when you're 30 or 40 and you're like, okay, I could be 65, 70 and have an arthritic hip or you know, uh, uh, some bone degeneration of some kind that may cause me to fall and now I'm in a wheelchair or now I'm having some complications. But hey, I'm only 40, but if I start doing some resistance, my, my risk of having any of those issues is really significantly reduced. I mean, that in and of, in and of itself should be a, a pretty determining factor as well. 100%, man. And, you know, we see all this biohacking bullshit all over the place. And I think listen, you want to biohack, then start strength training because it's the number one anti-aging tool that there is, you know, next to sleep and obviously eating quality food and living a stress-free life around a supportive community. Like those are the things that are going to contribute to a long, healthy existence. So uh, I think we've covered it all in terms of this kind of the strength training, where, at least on a, a pretty pretty surface level. Although um, hopefully that's been helpful for for those of you listening. We appreciate you guys taking the time to tune in. If you made it this far, do us a favor. Just let us know what you thought down in the comments. Give us a thumbs up. And of course, if you guys found value in this conversation, do us a favor and invite people into this Smart Nutrition Made Simple community obviously so that we can help impact more people get the message out cuz cuz clearly we're vo- we're both and all of us coaches and and I'm glad that you guys get to see what amazing coaches we have as part of this community um I interviewed uh Joey last week Kim the week before and so we're we're just very very blessed to have such an incredible incredible support system here thanks coach Dan Thank you so much for listening, and if you found this content valuable, here are four ways I can help you in your nutrition journey for free. One, grab a free copy of my Fat Loss Fix Guide at fatlossfixguide.com. Two, join my free group at smartnutritionmadesimple.com. Three, subscribe to my YouTube channel at smartnutritionmadesimpletv.com. Four, leave a five-star rating and positive review so that we can gain access to more nutrition experts ready to share their knowledge with you and ultimately help more people make smart nutrition simple. 